0: This show is part of the Stuff Podcast Network.
1: Hi, I'm Neve Kavner. And I'm Gerald Farrelly. Welcome to Agony Rants. Hello, hello.
2: Hello, my dear. How are you?
1: In am good, I'm good. Are you sure um, now? Because yeah. we're- I mean, look, it's... It's like the hump week, it's the hump, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's the hump week of January. Yeah. You know, the way so, Wednesday
2: is like the hump day of the week, you know, the yeah. week that you have to kind of, do, oh God, it's not one thing nor the other. Well, this is the hump week. because it's like the 17th. It's right in the middle. Yeah. It's halfway yeah. through. Yeah.
1: You're oh, kind of waiting on payday. Oh Why do people not pay invoices? <laughs> I, I, look, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I know. They're slow. For those of you that are self-employed oh, that are, yeah. hoping to get paid in January for invoices that you submitted, I don't know, maybe in
2: December. It's a disaster and people have no rush in January and yeah. and that's the time when you really need it. Like, it's no doubt you about do. it. You do, absolutely.
1: Like, I mean, I'm, at this point, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say is I'm just going to... Barter.
2: <laughs> okay. Do you, do, have you got a little hat? If you put out the little hat, maybe I'll throw a few bobins with like...
1: Actually, in case anyone's really worried about my financial situation, I just... <laughs> like your bank. I, yeah, people, people shouldn't be worried. The people I have your have mortgage. no problem accruing phenomenal debt. <laughs> put it on the card. Oh my God. No problem. I have no problem. So don't worry about me, I'm absolutely fine. Do
2: you know, actually, funny you should say that right now because <laughs> we need to do a podcast about this, but basically, the thing about finance is I lived my life mostly not in debt, right, which is like an admirable state to be, but apparently not what the banks want from you. No, the bank's want it in debt the when, whole time. When my husband had a stroke, I suddenly realised that most of our credit score was actually based on him, not necessarily because I didn't have a life or anything, but, but because we just kind of kept ourselves fairly, you know, solved and doing whatever yeah, we're yeah. doing. And so, you know, he has a better credit score than me and he is rubbish with money, right? So, <laughs> yeah, because he because he's had loans. Yes, yeah. and, and lots of things, whereas I didn't really do much of that. I kind of financed my life and, you know, doing it. And I realised, actually, if I had to take over the financial burden of the family completely, it would take a while for me to actually get a credit score. I didn't have a credit score because I was so good with my credit. That's wrong. That's
1: awful. I remember, because uh, one of the things you should, should apparently do is do a credit check on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I, when I was buying my place, they I did one before the bank did it for the um, mortgage. Just and you to see discovered what I some up. stuff? I discovered two things that were actual errors. Oh, one was like a Vodafone bill that hadn't been paid and I'd never had a Vodafone account. Okay. Uh, and the
2: other was... Is somebody living a life with a Vodafone? I think it was
1: a loan... No, it was a loan that I had got mm-hmm. that I then didn't take. So like, I, oh. think, I think I was going to buy a car and then I didn't buy a car. But, but the loan was... The application. and I just went into the bank and said oh, I don't need it's fine I'm not, I'm not doing that now uh, but that was down as a loan that had as a bad credit had never been paid lapsed like because that. I'd never paid back but I never got altogether I never got the loan so I had to sort them out before the bank did the cheque
2: well that's good I mean and I it's no harm to cheque oh and my
1: god Neve, I can't believe how helpful we're being
2: I think our first letter that we got in because we got a great letter we got a couple oh, of yeah, really yeah. big letters now yeah. we're starting to get all the problems now we're very excited but this isn't so much a problem I don't think no this is actually
1: really helpful it was It was interesting uh, but uh, what you were saying about all the problems like we've got quite a few problems mm-hmm. so uh, do keep sending them and we will get to them and we might even try and do maybe more uh, well, we, with them one yeah because let's be episodes. honest
2: we've been doing Agni Rants now for this is maybe our 13, 14, 14 week of yeah, doing it yeah and we've been putting topics in so that we can yeah. kind of get a general sense and give you something to kind of bounce off but actually we would love it if you would send in what you have because I mean you define what we do because as you can tell we can talk about anything yeah <laughs> And we can form opinions very fast. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. And if you, so if there's a topic out there that you want us to talk about, by all means get in touch. Yeah. And um, so just, you, you can hit either of us up on Instagram or com because mm-hmm. we love to hear from you. The and we love to send each other messages about the messages that have come in. Uh, oh yeah. Because some of them are <laughs> unbelievable. Actually.
2: And actually we're not always in concurrence. No, I mean yeah. <laughs> I think that we
1: rarely agree. Well, we sometimes I think that we should actually record the meeting that we have before we do the show. I know.
2: I know, but sometimes uh, sometimes I'm in a rush and then Groad presents them to me as a fait accompli and then I am actually genuinely like what the hell is that about? But uh, but funny enough, we don't necessarily always agree with how to solve a thing, but we often agree about the nub of it. I mean, we really do.
1: Yeah, that's you know. true. I mean, look. Neve's solutions have a lot less fires than mine. <laughs> and while I don't necessarily agree with it, I think that both of our intentions are the same.
2: I think if you find somewhere in the middle, sometimes it can be helpful. There are times when you need to set fire to things, right? Thank you. <laughs> there are last, times. it's taken 14 weeks. And finally, <laughs> finally, okay. we've
1: agreed about this.
2: Sometimes we've got to stand up and go, what are you doing? Right? Yeah. No, we know that. We know that. I'm, there's hardly thi- a thing. But this week, it's about empathy. Oh, That's hey. what we want to talk about. Oh, okay. About. Right. Let's well, talk because about I empathy. mean,
1: I think that that's where that this one's coming from. I think it's really good. It is true. So, uh, Well, okay. So it starts. It's from Maggie. And it says, so a couple of months back, I started this behaviour that is really working well, but I'm still not on the, uh, but I'm still on the fence as to whether it's a symptom of psychopathy or
2: not. Okay. Is that a good start? Uh, okay. Well,
1: listen, it's my kind of start.
2: Okay. <laughs> So already, Maggie, you've got a friend, OK?
1: But obviously, with my job, I deal with a lot of complicated people. So sometimes it is quite challenging and you can get people who are irrational. I've decided to switch myself off emotionally, which I have perfected from years of nursing and from working in retail before that. <laughs>
2: well, two areas, I two, think, that you would need that two switch. Two
1: that you need to switch
2: off. You need that switch. Uh,
1: I ask myself, what can I do to get the best from this person? that I'm dealing with. So I just stay totally zen and nod my head. I'm listening to this person. I try and understand what is making them so agitated or confrontational or disagreeable. So I modify my behaviour to try and achieve the best outcome from this person within this situation that we're in. I don't know if this is me being mindful or empathetic or it is me being a totally manipulative psychopath (laughs) (laughs) to try and achieve what I want from this situation. But either... Either way, it's working well and I want to try and practice it more in 2022. It's been a while, two years, and people don't always have the appropriate coping strategies. So I'm trying to just remember that when we interface so I don't lose the rag with them. them as quickly. But also to say some people are just dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> but this strategy works well with them too. Maggie.
2: Maggie. So much, so I much. Love this it. is the gift that keeps on giving here, this one. See
1: this, I think. Is kind of what our show is. Yeah, it is really. She asked a question in there which I thought was interesting which is that she doesn't know whether it's her being mindful or empathetic or whether it's her being a totally manipulative psychopath. Who cares? Uh, Like, why answer that question?
2: They're not... If it works? They're not independent things. You know, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, it's true for it actually. You know, people say psychopath like it's a bad thing (laughs) I think it's only a bad thing when you kill people and do stuff like that sometimes you need to be outside the behaviour and I totally agree Maggie I Garod will tell you I'll take a step back take the deep breath and try and figure out where it's coming from before I actually respond now don't get me wrong there are times where as I would call it or as I've read before, the chimp, the chimp takes over and your whole emotion takes over. Your whole thing is about you're going to react immediately to what's happening and the flare is there. And sometimes you can't get away from that. It takes a lot of practice to, st- to kind of recognize that that's what's happening. And the reason you have that response is the fight or flight thing. Yeah. But actually, how you respond to things is actually one of the biggest life skills you can get, because wh- how you respond to someone will definitely change how they respond. And you know, you can completely. take this you yeah. can take the wind out of somebody's sails really fast, really fast by not responding the way they want you to.
1: If you just take a situation and you are just in the moment and listen,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you might find that the reaction that you pre-plan yeah. is com- like it's, it's completely, not the right completely one. different. It's not the mm-hmm. right one. Mm-hmm. But for my type of personality, mm-hmm. I sometimes think the pre planned <laughs> <laughs>
2: Your instinct is
1: better. You know, your instinct because I think I automatically go to dealing with the person you express you think, oh, it. the poor person and like they probably had a hard life and this this and then you don't actually deal with the fact that they're being a dickhead
2: well you know this is like that kind of toddler thing that i talk about regularly which is basically you know you treat you don't treat the person you treat the behavior so you can dislike that the, the, the part you can dislike the behavior but not the person And But it's making it very clear and it's very hard to do that when you're already like seeing like you you want to set fire to them, you know, the way you do. But, you know, that kind of thing, you you need to kind of nearly step outside and take a moment. Nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, if you're offended, the chances are it's more about them than you. And that's the truth. So, Maggie, I think that's a really good life skill to develop. You don't have to apply it all the time and don't beat yourself up if you don't because sometimes it just happens. It just happens that you can't you can't override it. You can't put the safety catches on quickly. Because some people just know how to press that button. You know what? You know what's overrated? (laughs) Safety catches. Safety catches. No some some should exist. I'm sorry. I haven't spent time around people who have no safety catches. Trust me, some should exist. If if only in your head if only yeah. in your head because sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to apply them for other people in your own head go I'm not oh men. she didn't
1: mean that this is what she meant no
2: no, no yeah. not that no 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 I mean as in I ain't taking that on whatever that yeah, is yeah, that's yeah. you that's all you not me thank yeah, you yeah
1: you stay over that yeah you William.
2: see I'll give you five minutes that's it <laughs> you know I you know,
1: know exactly <laughs> who you're talking about you know right
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay just like 100% so it's a really good life skill Maggie I have to say I really applaud you for trying to apply it don't Sweat the small stuff, though. Sometimes yeah. you just can't put them People are brilliant. I know. They are amazing. Especially nurses.
1: I have to say, actually. Yes. Especially nurses.
2: Especially nurses. They they put up with some amount of stuff. I know. They see people at
1: their worst. Oh,
2: they like. really do. And, and and you know, they keep humour in it largely. Or, you know, they are so practical in it. Oh, my God. You know, because, uh, you know, my friend's a nurse. And so we talk about certain th- situations, obviously, keeping the names out of it and all that. But sometimes things come up and you think, God, Will I ever be that person? I <laughs> somebody to wash the dirty stuff. And it's quite a vulnerable time of your life. And yeah, nurses always, are there. They're
1: always it. there when you're vulnerable. Yeah. I remember I was getting a colonoscopy. Oh. I,
2: <laughs> now, if you want to talk about being vulnerable, that's right there. I, I, that was a very
1: vulnerable moment. And the nurse was very nice to me. Yeah. I, but she did say a weird thing, actually.
2: Oh. She's <laughs> <laughs> did it distract you? <laughs> well,
1: it, it kind of threw me off my guard okay yeah and she was she kind of this was before anything had happened like I was what just in my say? gown and I was she just thought I was really nervous I was just
2: in my gown
1: <laughs> and she was like yeah they pushed that anyway um, what did she say you can't leave that she said she kind of just whispered to me <gasps> whispered. and she was just like um, you know I mean we've seen everything before like it, it doesn't really matter it's all, all good and I was like what are you talking about my bum's lovely <laughs>
2: <laughs> what are <you> t- like <laughs> <laughs> Absolute cheek. Oh, you, there you are going, like, like your cat displaying it for, how <laughs> like, lovely am I? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: a cat on a Zoom that's show.
2: Your, that's your reality there. I know. Well, it's funny, actually, because you've obviously had the camera up. I had the camera down through the throat. You know that yeah. one? Oh, yeah. Down I had that as well. Into they the, the wee we tummy. The middle. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I know. And and the thing is when, when you go into that you get an option, you know, to whether you have um, you know, a sedative, a full sedative like or just the spray at the back of the throat, you know that thing that, Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And of course me being practical, thoroughly modern Milly practical, whatever, practically perfect, whatever the thing was, I decided to get the spray down the back of the throat so I could drive home. And me, um, if you never turned down the oh, station. Jesus wept. Like I'm not gonna lie. I it's the most <laughs> and I'm quite a camp person I can breathe through most processes but oh my god you're sitting there and you know they're putting the camera down and you're just retching and like and the water was pouring out of my eyes like I was just like retching and I was and I thought it'll be over soon it'll be over soon and it was like and then during this very humiliating <laughs> just like in your worst state and the wee nurse says to me well it doesn't help I was up the north like but basically the nurse says that's a very sore wee tummy <laughs> I was, oh I was a grown woman. I was a grown woman, growd. I was mortified.
1: <laughs> so essentially what we're saying is nurses are absolutely terrible. And <laughs> they need to up their game.
2: No, but they mean <laughs> they mean well, but you know, sometimes. Anyway. Yeah, but they are fab. They do get They to be honest, you're never at your best when when there's a nurse involved. No, really, God love is there? them. <laughs> well done, Maggie. You are now officially part of the agony rants group That's you're, it. you're part of the whack pot. and let us know how you get on with that and, and name the dickheads next time I good.
1: love people though that have an actual strategy like that can just go this is what I'm going to do this is the actual thing and even write it down
2: yeah yeah no it, it's, it's going back to what we talked about last week you have to be specific in your goal and really understand what it is you're trying to get at
1: I think we've a very organised fan base
2: do you think yeah they, well, they don't represent us then really.
1: My twenty twenty team, Eve. I've decided is going to be about me getting my uh, house in order.
2: Like, are, are we talking about Marie Kondo stuff? I'm talking here? about Marie Kondo. Oh my god! Uh, Do you want me to come and help you? Because oh I my would. God, it's my favorite thing in the world. I uh, me too.
1: But I want, I want a house that is so minimalist and uh, just like clean lines.
2: Yeah. No, I, I can't nothing. go there with you. I like, can't go there with you. Nothing. I Can't go that far.
1: You're gonna go in and it's just gonna be a white room. With like a vase with a daisy in it, and a, that's pic- what I want. That's and a picture of me, right? and a picture, obviously.
2: <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, but and you see, see, now here's the thing, right? I want that, but I could never be it because I'm too sentimental. I, I'm not, not about a lot of stuff, but yeah. like if somebody makes something for me, I, I I want it, I want it to, and I love so I somebody make something, yeah.
1: Oh, Jesus, I swear to God,
2: <laughs> listen, you I, see, I that's so home- so in class, you're going to do, you remember, you talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if what if you made something for me, Groot? What if you decided to take up a sewing class or do something like that and then suddenly you're going to make a little purse or something for me? I don't
1: care what happens to something I make for somebody once it's gone.
2: Are you serious? Oh my God,
1: I couldn't care less. And I've even said this to my mom when I give my mom presents and cards. Mm. I'm just like, you throw this in the bin. It's totally cool. Like, don't do this. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, my mom is terrible. She has a box of like, she's every birthday card that anyone ever gave her. And I'm like, if I die... Like, I'm still dead if you've got, like, 30 birthday cards that I gave you. Like, (laughs) it doesn't change anything. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sorry. Speaking as the mother in this equation, (laughs) sometimes that's the only proof my children had even a fleeting moment of love for me. (laughs) The eldest one forgot to take the price off the card this year. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, you know? But I know he spent quite a lot. So that's nice. That is you know, nice. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, look, but, uh, no, that's, te- that's terrible. That sounds like they don't know me. Of course they do. They just show it in their own sweet way. Just not very obvious to me sometimes. Yeah, just but, not often. <laughs> no, you know, it's okay. I know, I'm not really into that kind of very heavy sentimentality. I, I think,
1: like, if somebody makes you a present, thank you very much. And then, you know, you put it in the glass bin. It's... The- <laughs> No, I I do I do think I do think sentimentality is a real curse.
2: Yeah, no, I I think overall it is. I think yeah. it, it it can get in the way of your life. Definitely, there's way too much stuff in my house. But you definitely, no matter how good you are at actually clearing out, you definitely need somebody impartial there to go. What the hell are you keeping that for? Yeah, you really do. You really do. I watched the Stacey Solomon thing where they take everything out of the house. Oh my God, i never had so much envy in my life. I want someone to come and do that in my house. They take everything out of your house and and sort it so they put it all all the leads you know all the leads that you think you're going to keep God. all those things that are all over your house I honestly if you want me to come and do it with you I will grow it <laughs> absolutely I'm so ruthless with other people but That's I'm, my dream I find job very, Oh really?
1: Yeah We're, Do you know what my dream job would be? What? You know when somebody dies and they have to clear out the house
2: Oh I've done it oh, That's my job I've done it twice I'd love that I've done it twice and i the one thing I've learned about that is nobody wants your stuff
1: Nobody. Nobody wants to stuff. Absolutely nobody. And also, the stuff that you're keeping, uh, no, I've I just, that's my dream job. The idea of going in and just going, like, get rid of all of this. Yeah. I'm just like, no problem. No problem.
2: Well, I'm, I would be good at that.
1: I'd nearly do that for free. If there's somebody out there, that somebody's just died and you want to ask,
2: <laughs> Grodin, I'll come. No problem. I think it's quite, I, you know, I actually find it's it very, very satisfying. satisfying, but it's yeah. very hard sometimes to motivate it to do it in your own space. I can do it great for other people. Oh, my I God, I'm only so do good. do a room. Yeah, but well, that's what you should do, really.
1: Yeah, a room at a time. Yeah, I mean... It's... But uh, I've d- I did my office over Christmas. Oh, my God,
2: it was amazing. I know.
1: There's nothing in the drawers now. Nothing? Yeah, I have no pens or anything. <laughs> it's a disaster. <laughs> okay, next up was Louise. Okay. Uh, now, Louise is having a very different... Life. She's having a very different time to Maggie. Okay uh, Maggie is very zen She's decided what she wants to do mm. Louise has just said Wanna kill my sister-in-law Anyone?
2: <laughs> wow Two Four Six Seven le- Seven words <laughs> Sum up quite a lot
1: Yeah She's saying quite a lot Okay so uh, I
2: take that was an answer to what? How you survive in January <laughs> Yeah <laughs> I feel Louise we need more details here because definitely this is not just obviously this is a blanket thing but there obviously has been a trigger for the, to get to this level of Defcom, whatever this is
1: totally look Louise we need more details we're not going to kill your sister-in-law no. but we will sit down for an hour and list out a strategy on how you could systematically destroy her Yes, like, I'm absolutely down for that Yeah,
2: without actually ending up in jail for it
1: yeah exactly <laughs> yeah you don't have to you don't have to take her life just ruin it yeah
2: we could we could definitely do that <laughs> Okay, so the next one is Olivia. Getting the D. What, like divorce? <laughs> is that what that is? No, it's dick me. Oh my god. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> oh my gosh. Olivia. Uh, uh,
1: wow. Next, well done, Olivia. Okay. Olivia's very clear about what she wants. Yeah, I'm, I'm not-, not
2: sure we can help. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now James. James is interesting.
1: Uh, James says, "Probably stare at my fella even more, reminding myself I've done well."
2: Okay, so now James, I have a little question: Are you staring at him while he sleeps? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm slightly concerned about this, James. I well, get that. You know, you, I
1: did a deep dive, James. James. James's fella is very attractive. Okay, excellent. Yeah, so, James, James ph- and his partner—they're like well put together couple.
2: Could we possibly <laughs> get a photo? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah, totally, I'll
2: show you after. <laughs> okay, yeah. excellent. Because yeah. then I might stare at him and say how well you've done, James. And yeah. that'll be nice, won't I'd it? I'd say you
1: will, to be honest, Neve. Uh,
2: basically what you're saying there, James, I'm going to read into that rather than sound less less kind of, you know, stalker kind of type thing, is to say that you appreciate the fact that you have a lovely partner. That's lovely. But that's not what he's saying here. Makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> We're stopping for a moment to remind you that we are part of the Headstuff podcast network. If you would like to support the show, you can pledge as little as five euro a month. And in return, you will get bonus content from us and from all of the shows on the Headstuff podcast network, including this one. The show we are cross promoting this week is Double Love. If you have ever read the Sweet Valley High books, this is the podcast for you. It is hosted by Anna and Karen and it is hilarious. Now, I've never read the Sweet Valley High books because I had boys so there'd be no <laughs> you know A it was the Beano no nothing
1: <laughs> oh, and when you were a kid of course you, you, you didn't have time to read Sweet Valley High you were no. too busy being the Shaka can of Glass Nevin.
2: Uh, listen to you
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is how it's always been Double Love is a podcast in which we explore the strange and
2: terrifying world of Sweet Valley High book by book join me Anna Carey and me Karen Moynihan as we revisit one of the maddest series of books ever written or ghostwritten.
0: If you ever read about Elizabeth and Jessica, the perfect blonde Wakefield twins, then you might enjoy listening to us absolutely tearing them to shreds. Affectionately, of course.
2: Of course. And even if you didn't, there's still plenty of drama, kidnapping, stolen boyfriends and school dances to entertain you.
0: Find us on the Headstuff Podcast Network and wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Okay, Sinead, Sinead. Oh, this is the problem. This is the problem. Yes, we have a problem. Okay, this is big.
1: Uh, Sinead says, Hey, I have been with my partner for the last four months and over Christmas, he told me that he doesn't want to have children. He's 34 and I'm 36 and I don't know what to do. Should I dump him? I would be heartbroken as we get on brilliantly, but I'm worried that this will pop up again. What do you think?
2: So many things, Sinead. Yes. So many this is things. a tough one. It is a tough one
1: because yeah. this is something that once it's it's kind of I always think this is like Pandora's box mm. in a sense. Once it's open, you can't put this back in.
2: Four you know, months is early on, but I appreciate that. And mid thirties is a different conversation. Yeah,
1: it's, <clears throat> it's it's early, but also there's a part of me that okay, while you're while you're you're probably annoyed at him, but I also think he's put his stake in the ground early. No harm. Yeah, I don't think it's any harm that he
2: said this. No, I no, in the sense of, if he really feels very strongly about this, I don't think it's an automatic thing that you should want children. Yeah, completely. I- 100% I don't think it is. I think it becomes more of an issue as you get older for women in particular because to, for men they could probably change their mind at any time to go I'm going to have a child if they're physically able to. The, the Women they do have a, a sense of impending am I going to have children am I not? I'm. I'm a little bit on the fence of this, in the same ways, because actually, I never actually decided to have children. I, I never felt the lack of them before I had them. But then I had mine mid-30s, so therefore, you know, it was resolved before it ever became a tick-tick thing in my head, you know. Yeah. So, I don't know if that ex- would have existed for me. I feel that I would have been okay with that. And okay. The, I feel I would have been. If you didn't have kids. Yes, I feel that way because I didn't have to deal with that issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy okay. for me to say that now. A, you're only four months in and you could say it's a bit soon and all that and he may change but that's the mistake you might make there in the sense that you might assume that you can change his mind on it. I certainly wouldn't do that. I think to be fair if it is a really important issue for you at age 34 you should be really seriously considering whether you want to continue.
1: Yeah, totally. Because I think that about this don't don't just take this as something he said and then in in Three or four years, start to get cross. Get cross about it.
2: You you can't assume people are going to change their mind. He may change. Also, please, 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 do not get pregnant in order to change his mind, because oh that gosh, is yeah. the road oh, to
1: tragedy. Yeah. Don't think oh, I, I know how I'll fix it. I
2: this. don't think that's what Sinead is inferring here. No, not at all. No, I, she I, hasn't said that at all. She seems very. I'm no, just thinking. She seems. She seems that this is an intelligent situation, and I think that's fair enough. I think to be fair, there's no big rush to go out and find. But
1: also, she hasn't actually said that she wants children. She said that he said he doesn't want to have children. Maybe she's not 100% set on kids herself. So she's kind of saying, "Okay, well, this is closing off an avenue for me if I stay with him.
2: Okay, um, I think the fact that she's thinking about this means she wants children.
1: Yeah, well, or, or that she doesn't want to be told she's not having them.
2: Yes, well, there's that element. And to be fair there is a possibility that we could have all come up against which is basically that you couldn't. Yeah, completely. Right. And you know, that's an issue that people deal with in many different ways and there's so many ways that you can be helped but at the end of it sometimes you just can't and or life isn't for you to have children and if that's your choice you should be allowed to have that choice. I think there's a to have a kind of preconception that you should want children all your life. And, you know, you should want this. as you should want it. I mean, only because we're driven as human beings to procreate. Some people genuinely don't want children. And they don't yeah. they don't want that. And you have to be accepting of that. But you then have to make your decision with or without him. Yes. So Sinead, it depends on whether he becomes more important to you. Than the children. Well,
1: also you could put this back to him. You could, like, you could, you could say to him, you know, you're, you're, you've written this letter, and it's, it's kind of like, should I dump him? Should what should I do next? Well, maybe you need to look at what he wants to do next because you're 36 and he's 34, so that's you. You're slightly
2: further on, further on than mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he may, he may be just, that may be an off the cuff thing that he said. So yeah. maybe what you should do is like try to plan a really serious conversation.
2: Yeah, but I mean, if, if you're enjoying the relationship at the moment, this will come up again. It'll oh, come totally. up, it'll I mean, come up a million times. Up, yeah. You can't worry about when things are going to pop up. The, this is an issue that comes to everybody. The same as, do you want to buy a house or do you want to rent a house? There are issues that come up in every relationship. There are things that you have to deal with all the time and open, honest conversation about it. And But really listening to what the other person wants from it is really important. So let's say... Let's give a kind of scenario where you go, Sinead, um, if you love me, you let me have a child. And then you resent him for not actually engaging with that child. That's not going to work either. But I think ultimately, if he decides he definitely doesn't want children and you definitely want them, essentially, that relationship is, is never going to survive that.
1: No, not at all. I mean, I think that that at four months, you're at that phase where it's, okay, it might be serious, but mm-hmm. it's, it can't be that serious. Yeah. So, this is... It's a, it's better to do this at four months to have this conversation than to do it at eight months.
2: Any issue within a relationship needs to be discussed. Yeah, and, totally. But yeah, yeah. the main thing is to be honest about how you feel and he needs to be honest about how he feels. You need to do it at a time when you're not emotional about it. See, it depends
1: on how this came up.
2: Because you know the way sometimes... Might like, be just too soon, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, four he, months in, I think you know is a bit of a challenge. I do understand. He could in have your thought 30s. that the
1: next part of the conversation was so. Let's, let's have one, then. Like right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, but you know, um, I understand. that thirty six, is a woman. You, you know, you are feeling it's time coming. You know, you. Oh do. yeah, totally.
1: No, and you're and like, Sinead, you're right to actually be thinking about this. Like yeah, she, no, you she, are. Yeah, she's doing the and she's doing the right thing to be aware of it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you have to yeah. At the same time, you have to say, well, he's thirty four. It's early in the relationship. He still probably has this kind of hard I've... to get sort of vibe about him. <laughs> you know, like you're gonna you're gonna find it hard to lock this down. And the thing about it is, Sinead, if you've got him, you'll get another one. So don't worry if you do have to break it up. Yeah. Um, you know, there's plenty more fish in the sea. But just he could be playing a bit of a game. It could be. Yeah, he could be. Could or he be. could be serious. And um, your next step is to find out whether he is or not.
2: It might be just too soon for him to des- make that decision with you anyway. Yeah, totally. You know uh, So, uh, you know, maybe it's more than I don't want children. Maybe it's I don't know where I am with this. And four months for some people is fast enough. For others, it takes longer. So you just need to take time and decide... In your head, whether you, you feel, if, if it's all about just having children, then you're on a different path. So you really need to be on the same page as much as possible. We don't always know what we want before we have it. But I don't I don't think this is the kind of test where you kind of play chicken with it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I think that you need to find out if this guy is a planner.
2: Yeah, because he might not be.
1: If he's a planner, if like if, if you can have a conversation of where do you see yourself in like five years time. Yeah then that's a good thing. If you can have the conversation and then you can kind of see if kids actually factor into that genuinely. Yeah. But if this is somebody who is still, we oh, haven't really thought about the future, I haven't really thought about... It's like, <laughs> you're 36, you don't need that. Yeah. Go out and find another 36-year-old. Oh, year please old. God. Because yeah. I think there is a thing that happens with men when they turn 35, anyway, oh. where you do kind of go... I have to oh, be a grown-up. I'd better... Yeah, i better sort get, yeah. my, get my shit together. Um, so, look, like, if you're really happy with them, maybe like maybe he's a brother that does want kids I'm just saying Sinead all about giving you <laughs> options Does okay. he have a brother? Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought the first thing was an open this conversation I actually realised that's second the first thing is does he have a brother that does want kids because you know if you've got settled on the mother-in-law I know you kind of know
2: the family already the
1: name practice signing the surname you're welcome Schneid. <laughs>
2: Okay, so we've kind of solved a lot there I think we've solved a lot um, we were serious for quite a long time there it
1: was very serious mm-hmm. that was a serious question though
2: it was and, and and deserved the answer we got I feel. take a deep breath there <laughs> okay so anyway you, you know nothing had to be set on fire there which was really lovely it was nice it was a lovely moment we had a shared moment of not setting things on fire so listen um, we would love to hear your problems if you've sent us in a problem we haven't addressed yet trust me it is coming yeah it yeah, is coming we have it.
1: there's a few uh, in the backlog
2: yeah so if you you know if you want to send us inf- information stories on anything you want to send us you could trigger a topic which would be amazing and you know it's interesting for us because we are really loving this process aren't we like yeah
1: yeah we really are
2: we'll see you next week
0: this show is part of the Head Stuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Being a parent can be really challenging.